We're on Yevamos Chav Dalet, Amanalav 24a3 in the Archgol Gemara. The Mishnah said that there is a mitzvah for the oldest child to do Yibam. But if a younger child, the younger brother does Yibam, so then that works. But the mitzvah is uh, for the oldest child to do Yibam. And the source for this idea comes from the Pasuk, comes from the verse which says, Vahayaha Bechor, that it was that the firstborn, <coughs> excuse me, that it was that the firstborn. And the firstborn is really referring to the oldest uh, child, even though firstborn in general refers to specifically uh, a firstborn son, where he is the first one that is born, meaning a he's the first one as opposed to a daughter being born first. Uh, but in this context, it really means the oldest son, the oldest brother, even if he's not the firstborn, but it comes from the verse which says, that it was that the firstborn, referring to the oldest brother, that there's a mitzvah for the oldest brother. So the Gemara now is going to ask five or six different questions to figure out how do we know that the Pasuk, the verse means that the oldest child, the oldest brother has the mitzvah, but if somebody else does it, if a younger brother does it, so then that would also work. Maybe it's something which is about something specifically with, with, with regards to the Bechor, and that maybe it's specifically with regards to the firstborn, to the exclusion of. Meaning, it's not just that the mitzvah should ideally be done by the oldest, but maybe it has to be done, not just by the oldest, but by the firstborn itself. Why does the Pasuk, essentially, why does the verse use the term Bechor, which means the firstborn, why doesn't he use a term saying the oldest? That is essentially what the Gemara is asking until the next Mishnah. Different permutations of that question. Maybe we could learn out uh, some other halacha if the verse uses specifically the the term bechor, which is referring to a firstborn as opposed to the oldest. And so the Gemara says as follows, Now that we say that's referring to the oldest child, i.e. the oldest brother, he has the mitzvah, ideally. So we say, Maybe the verse is coming to tell us that the bechor, the oldest, the firstborn, has an obligation to do yibam. But none of the other children, how do we know? Maybe none of the other brothers, they have an obligation at all to do Yibam. They don't have to do anything. How do we know that they would also have an obligation, let's say, if the Bechor, the oldest uh, son, didn't want to do it, or if he's not around? Maybe there is no obligation at all when it comes to any of the other brothers. So the Gemara says, no, that has to be. Why? Because we know that we derive from a different phrase that an Eishitz Achav Shaloi Ba'olamo, if it's a non-concurrent brother, which essentially means uh, that, we've had this in the past, but essentially means that if the the, the husband, i.e. one of the brothers, he passes away without any children, and then afterwards another brother is born. After he passes away without any children, then another brother is born, so then the there's an explicit phrase which teaches us that there is no mitzvah of Yibam if they were not alive at the at the same time. And so since the second brother was born afterwards, he is exempt. But the question is, why do we even need that exemption? If it's really true that the only the mitzvah is only on the oldest brother, so he's not the oldest brother. The oldest brother was the one that died. So the fact that he's born next, that it's always not the oldest brother in that scenario. But the fact that there's a phrase that teaches that there's an exemption there must mean that the mitzvah applies even if you are not the Bechor. Even if you're not the firstborn, the mitzvah would still apply. So the mitzvah does apply even if you're not the firstborn. So they say, no, maybe no, maybe 
the brother that's born after the husband passes away, he really is a Bechor. He is a firstborn. How could he be a firstborn? Because maybe uh, the one that passed away was the firstborn for the father. But maybe the father then married somebody else. And this new child, this new son, is a firstborn for the mother. It's the mother's firstborn because this is a new mother. And so this is a firstborn for the mother. And maybe that's the case. And maybe really... The Torah is telling us that only firstborns have an obligation to do Yibam, whether it's the firstborn of the father or the firstborn of the mother. Uh, maybe that is what the Torah limits it only to firstborns. So the Gemara rejects this and says, No, Ha'ulomos is Amrit. The Yibam menachla tala rechmana v'nachla menaav v'lo minaha'im. The Gemara says, No, this can't be because the whole idea of Yibam applying to the brothers only applies to the brothers on the father's side. Because it's it's based off the laws of inheritance, and so therefore the focus is really on the father's side. So it's about the firstborn of the father, and the firstborn of the mother uh, doesn't really make a difference with regards to the laws of Yibo. So essentially, uh, just to conclude that part, the Gemara asked, "How do we know? Maybe when it says Bechor, it's coming to tell us that the mitzvah is only for the firstborn, not for anybody else." The answer is that no, but it does apply to everybody else from the fact. That we need a phrase to tell us that there's an exemption if the brother is born after the husband dies, where that case is clearly he's not a firstborn. But it's only in that case where there's an exemption. Other cases, it wouldn't be an exemption. Uh, that proves to us that the mitzvah even applies even if uh, the live brother is not the firstborn. So the Gemara has a second uh, question. Maybe... The Pasuk, the verse is coming to tell us that if there's a firstborn who is alive, so then anyone could do Yibam. Any of the brothers could do Yibam. The firstborn could do Yibam, but any of the others of the, of the other brothers could also do Yibam. But if the firstborn is no longer alive, let's say he's the one that died. So the firstborn is not around, there, or there is no firstborn son, let's say. You could have a family where the first child is a girl. So there is no firstborn son. So maybe there's no mitzvah of Yibam at all. The mitzvah of Yibam only exists to all the brothers if the firstborn is still alive. That's the Gemara's question. The Gemara says, no. The verse says, one of them died. Meaning, one of the two died. So the Gemara says, what's the case referring to? Isn't the case, so we only have two people here. Isn't the case where the oldest one died, and then you're left with the youngest one, and the youngest one is around without the firstborn there, and that's when there's the mitzvah of Yibam. The Gemara says, no, maybe it's the other way around. If you want, we only have two brothers, maybe the Pasuk, the verse is talking about a case where the younger brother died. And the firstborn is still around. Maybe that's the case. The case is where the 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 bechor, the firstborn, is really alive, and maybe yibum could only be done if the firstborn is alive. The Gemara says no. No, we we go back to the case of the case where the brother is born um, after the uh, the first brother who's born died. And our Pasuk, our verse, implies that we're discussing a case where there's only two brothers. The brother who passed away, and then this new brother in this case. And so this new brother is clearly not the firstborn. If the Pasuk, if the verse was referring to more than just two brothers, so then you could say that the firstborn is still alive. But since the case is, is referring to specifically where there are two brothers, so one brother died, and then the other brother is born after the first brother died, so that second brother is clearly not a firstborn. It's clearly a situation where there is no firstborn. The firstborn brother already passed away. And this proves to us that so Yiba must apply in general in a case where even if the firstborn is no longer alive or there is no firstborn son. It could be that the first child is a daughter. 
still the mitzvah of Yibam does apply. So again, the Gemara here in the second suggestion wants to say, maybe the mitzvah of Yibam only applies if the firstborn son and brother is still alive, still around. The answer is that no, even if he's not around, there's still a mitzvah on everybody else. Third question. Maybe, when it says Bechor in the verse, suggestion number three, is that if there's no Bechor, if there's no firstborn, so then fine, a younger brother could do it. But if there is a firstborn, how do we know that a younger brother could do it? Maybe a younger brother, if even if they attempt to do it, it doesn't, it's not viewed as halachically valid. It's not viewed as a, as a legal form of Yibam. So maybe if there's a Bechor, if there's a firstborn, so only the firstborn could do Yibam. If there is no firstborn, so then anybody else could do it. That's suggestion number three. So the says, no. Can't be, because the verse says, when brothers live together, they live together, there's a connection between the brothers to say that if one has an obligation, they all have an obligation. Everyone's fit uh, for Yibam. And so if there, if the if there's a firstborn, so then if the firstborn has the obligation, he might it might be ideal for him to do it, but if he's not able to do it, or if he doesn't want to do it, so then everybody else also has an obligation because we connect all the brothers together. Suggestion number four. Maybe as follows, and this is something which we hinted to in the last recording, that if there's a Bechor, if there's a firstborn, we go based on the firstborn, or the oldest really. This is the context of the oldest. But if, there, if the oldest one is not alive... So then, maybe we don't go after the second oldest. Do we go after the second oldest, or do we not go after the second oldest? So maybe we don't go after the second oldest. Maybe every brother is really equal. The oldest is has priority. If the oldest is not alive, so then maybe every other brother is equal. So they say, So if that's the case, why does the Brisa say that Abaye Kashisha taught uh, that if the oldest brother, the mitzvah is for the oldest brother. If he's not able to do it, if he doesn't want to do it, we go to the second oldest. And if he doesn't want to do it, we go to the third oldest. Why is that true? How do we know that's true? So the answer is the reason why that's true is for the following reason, Kibachor, because the verse uses Bechor. Ma Bechor, Bechor, Just like by Bechor, the firstborn, his status as a Bechor, as the firstborn gives him certain rights and precedents. So too, in our case, it's not about the Bechor per se, but it's about the Gadol, the fact that he's the oldest. It's because he's the oldest. So it's because he's older. So the next one in line is also older than the rest of the children, assuming the first, the oldest doesn't want to do it. So it all goes based in order, that the oldest does it, second oldest because he's the next oldest, third old, oldest because he's the next oldest. Again, we pointed out in the last recording, in the last recording, that this is the opinion of Rashi. This is how Rashi understands the Gemara, that it goes in order of oldest, uh, second oldest, third oldest. However, the Rambam... Maimonides, he has, a, he has a different version here, which is quoted in other places as well. Um, and he's of the opinion that now it goes purely based on the oldest, and if the oldest cannot do it or doesn't want to do it, so then all the other brothers are on the same, uh, have the same priority. Uh, all the other brothers are equal with regards to who should uh, do Yibam. And we pointed out in the last recording that the old, perhaps for the Rambam, the oldest is not out of honor to the oldest, but it's really because the, the oldest represents the household in the Torah, that the Bechor, the firstborn, represents the household. If he's not able to do it, so ideally he should do it, but if he's not able to do it, so then everybody else is equal. However, according to Rashi and others who have 
uh, what we did, the way we read the Gemara, that it's first oldest, second oldest, third oldest, maybe the idea is to give honor to the oldest. If the oldest can't do it, so then we give honor uh, to the next one, to the second oldest. Okay. The Gemara now has another question. The Ema, when it says, Bechor, Kimiyabim, Bechor, Lishkol, Nachla, Kimiyabim, Pasha, Lol, Lishkol, Nachla, there's a principle, just as a little bit of a background, there's an idea, which we will see later on in the, in the Gemara, which says that the person who does Yibam, he gets the inheritance of the brother. What exactly that means is a big discussion, but he gets the inheritance of the brother. He gets what the brother has. So the Gemara says, maybe that's only true if the firstborn is the one that does Yibam, because the verse says specifically the Bechor. But, and so he gets the inheritance, the estate of the deceased. But maybe if somebody else does it, they don't get the inheritance. Maybe that's what the verse is trying to teach us. So, the Gemara answers, no. When it says, the verse, the phrase which teaches us that you inherit from your brother comes from the phrase, that he, he replaces, he should succeed the name of his deceased brother. Again, we had this verse also in the last recording. That he's, that he, he's, he replaces his deceased brother in, through the inheritance. And so then that should that logic applies both to the oldest and to any other child, any other brother who does Yibam. So we cannot say that you only get the inheritance if you're the firstborn, but not if you're one of the other brothers. That applies to all the brothers. Any brother, end of the day, any brother could do Yibam, and whichever brother does Yibam, it's a mitzvah for the oldest, but any brother, any brother who does Yibam also gets to inherit from the deceased, from his brother. So Gemara then says, Allah. So in the end of the day, the big question is in the end of the day, why does the Torah use the term Bechor, firstborn? Let it just use the term Gadol, the oldest. Why specifically Bechor? We wanted to give all these suggestions. Maybe it's Bechor, it's the oldest, not just the oldest, but the firstborn, as opposed to any of the other children. Um, but at the end of the day, we don't have a reason why it uses the term Bechor, firstborn, as opposed to the oldest child. The Gemara explains as follows. This is why he uses the term the Bechor, the oldest, the, the firstborn, sorry. The Griusa. It's, it's to tell us that the the one who does Yibam has less rights than when, what one would have thought. Ma Bechor, When it comes to a Bechor, a firstborn, with regards to the laws of inheritance, he gets double. He gets double the amount uh, from his father. When the, when the brothers divide up the inheritance of their father, the Bechor, the firstborn, he really, it's, he's viewed as like he's two people. He's like two children. And he gets double, a double portion from the inheritance of his father. However, he only gets that double portion from that which his father currently has. If the father is going to get something later on, uh, after he has already passed away, but there's money that's owed to him, uh, so then the oldest son does not get double of that. He only gets double of that which is currently around. And so, the Gemara says, so too, the same thing is true. The reason why he uses the term Bechor is to tell us that the same thing is true with regards to the Yavam. The Yavam, the one who does Yibam, he inherits from the brother. Um, and when he inherits from the brother, he only gets to inherit that which is currently uh, around. If it's currently around, he gets to inherit from the brother, what we call Mokzak. But if it's something which he will get later on, uh, so then... Uh, he does not get to collect that as the Yavim, as the person who did uh, Yivam. Uh, Rashi has a slightly different explanation uh, to understand this line, but the basic idea is that the firstborn, he only gets to inherit from that which is currently around and not from, uh, and not from 
uh, anything which is should be is going to the brother uh, is supposed to be going to the brother after the brother has passed away, and this applies both to the firstborn or to any of the other brothers when they do the mitzvah of yibam. Uh, they get to inherit from the deceased brother, but only from that which the deceased brother what he currently has. Uh, that concludes uh, the Gemara. So in the end of the day, the mitzvah is for the oldest uh, son to do it. If he's not able to do it, so then any of the younger children could also do it. The, the mitzvah also applies to any of the younger children. Now the reason why the Pasuk says Bechor, the verse says specifically Bechor, is to teach us this idea that you only inherit that which is currently around, not that which will come in the future. Okay, this concludes the Gemara, and we will begin a new Mishnah in the next recording.